Today on the show... You better not only know the market that you're in, but know everything about it that you possibly can know. Liz and Matt Faircloth turned a simple two-bedroom home as a rental property over the next decade into a $30 million real estate empire. The Trenton, New Jersey-based couple run DeRosa Group, and we spoke with one half of the couple, Liz Faircloth, who hosts her own show, The Real Estate Invest Her Show. The DeRosa Group owns and manages something like 370 units of residential and commercial assets, so we wanted to dig into the specifics of how to grow a business to that size size and what processes they put in place to maintain it. Hi, Liz. Thanks for making time for us. Absolutely, Danny. I'd like to start just by talking about your start, you and Matt, and how you built the company up. It's always interesting to me because you guys have you know, accomplished so much. Uh, you have a, quite a successful company, but it always has to start somewhere. Where was that for you guys? Sure, sure. So I actually, my husband and I started... You know, we, when we got together, we both, uh, had jobs, you know, my husband was working in sales, uh, engineering actually slash sales at a a big company. And I was also working just as I just had started working at a consulting company and, you know, in conversations, you know, I don't talk a lot about this, but it really goes back to our initial conversations of like, what do we want most out of life? You know, and you have those kind of like, you don't have those conversations with, with everyone, but you know, as I was dating my husband and then engaged to my husband, you know, we talked a lot about our life. We, we kind of said, okay, in 10 years, where do we want to be? And, you know, and all those kind of conversations, um, maybe not every couple has, but we, we were having, and, and the big thing that came up in our kind of discussions, um, Danny was, you know, we really wanted a lot out of life and we wanted to kind of run, we want to do our own thing. We wanted to build our own success. And, and whether we failed or had success, we wanted it to be on our own terms. So we knew that entrepreneurship, having your own business was part of that journey and part of that kind of structure to get there. And we were both, you know, working for somebody else. So we knew we needed to kind of do something um, to take some independence, you know, for ourselves. And then we started, um, we actually had, uh, you know, um, coffee slash dinner with my sister and brother-in-law and to actually, they met my, my, you know, now husband, but at the time my boyfriend and we, the first, one of the first things we did on a, on a, you know, I call it a date slash meeting my family was my brother-in-law was big into rich dad, poor dad. And he just bought the cash flow game, cash flow, you know, the board game by Robert Kiyosaki. So he said, let's, let's play this game. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like the first thing my, my, my boyfriend and I are going to do with my sister and brother-in-law is like over, over a glass of wine, have play cash flow. You know, it's not something you normally do on a, one of your first dates, but anyway, we did it. Um, it was really eye opening, and it started to get us really interested and engaged in real estate because the whole point of the game is you're buying property, you're you know, you're, you're taking care of tenants. Like it really, it speaks kind of the real estate investing language. So we got us kind of intrigued. Then we started taking courses and learning and studying and kind of getting into that whole kind of like, let's learn about this for about a year. And then we first bought our first duplex in 2004. And, uh, you know, we bought it with a loan, $30,000 loan from my father, gave us the down payment, you know, obviously loaned us the money. And, uh, and then we borrowed the rest and, 
I'm not going to say the rest is history because there's a lot of twists and turns over our journey, but, um, and we're still creating our, our, you know, our, our business, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how we got started. We, you know, we bought our first duplex after a lot of study and eye opening conversations and actually the, you know, re- reading rich dad, poor dad and playing the uh, cash flow game. Well, yeah, but taking that $30,000 loan, and I think you have a portfolio worth something like $30 million now. So it has been uh, pretty successful over the long term. But when you first started out, you talked about having that plan, having that vision, wanting to do something more. Was the, the $30 million empire even a, a twinkle in your eye at that point? Like, what was the dream at that point? Just to have a few properties? Or can you talk yeah, to me a little bit know, about that? Yeah, it's funny because I think when you start goal setting, you you talk about how many properties you want to own. That's a big, and then it's, and it's still something that people talk about and certainly achieve. Say, okay, I want to own X doors or X properties, and that's a goal that I have. Um, and you know, at the time, we yeah, we wanted to. We we never, you know, I I think we always wanted to own a lot so we can you know you know create a business and create something for our families, our family, but you know, we didn't know how we, we kind of put numbers out there, but they always, whenever I looked at my goal setting early on, the, the numbers were always like, I never, we never achieved them when we wanted to, but we, we grew and we grew and we expanded. So the goals actually set us up for success, obviously, and expanded what we thought was possible. But, you know, would I say that we had this you know, exact goal back then, exactly where we are today. Um, probably not, but it, we knew we wanted to, you know, you know, do something and be something and create something special. Um, and it's just funny because, you know, when you read your goals after you've written them and then after, you know, certain things, um, some of them you achieve and some of them are like, whoa, that was, that was a bit ambitious. You know, <laughs> that one took a lot longer than we thought or whatever it might be, you know, so... Can you talk about your systems that you put in place and, and I guess how you find deals? You have something like, what is it, nearly 400 units that you uh, rent now. How do you go about finding those properties and making sure that you're getting a good return on investment? Sure. So, you know, when we, when we started out, I, I'll kind of share a little bit about how we started and then how, you know, we're we're kind of, you know, doing that now. You know, when we started, we bought, you know, when you start, and we started, I guess, you know, back in, back in 2005 is when we founded the DeRosa Group. We, like many people, got, got involved in a lot of different things. So that's, you know, they call it the shiny object syndrome, especially in, in, in real estate. I mean, you, there's so many different niches. There's so many different things to get involved in. You know, it can get distracting. So early on, we were, you know, unfortunately jump, you know, kind of, we also fell victim to that or allowed ourselves to fall, vic- fall victim to that. So what we ended up doing was we, we, you know, we got involved in an office building, um, that was vacant and it was like 2008. <laughs> I mean, you know, we had a vacant office building in 2008 and then, and then the crash happened. So, you know, we, we've made lemons out of lemonade, but I guess that's the saying, but, um, you know, that was a journey. And then we got involved in some multifamilies. We got involved in some single family homes. We bought a piece of land. I mean, when I tell you, we got involved in a lot of different things we did. So that was one of our biggest learnings over the years is not to do that, you know, to get focused. Um, and we have over the years. So, so I guess to answer your question at first, you run cash flow projections. You don't really know what you're doing. You run cash flow projection, projections. And you're like, oh, we can get X dollars in rent. It's going to cost X dollars. It's a great deal. Well, 
Yes and no. Depends on if you have somebody to rent the space from you. I mean, when we ran the numbers for our office building, it's a 10,000 square foot building. So our projections were one tenant paying us market rate rent, which we were correct on. Actually, we were right on the projection of what one tenant should be paying for that building in terms of rent. What we didn't factor in at the time, because we didn't know what we were doing at the time as much as we do now, is that one tenant wasn't going to rent that building. It wasn't a building that one tenant wanted to just, just rent. So we needed to split up the building into 20 offices, which we've done. And actually we're creating this whole shared space and it's just, it's really, it's growing for us. That, that took some time to do. So, um, my long-winded answer to your question is, you know, to focus on one class. So if it's multifamily, if it's single family, it all depends on your market. It all depends on what your interests are. So we got good at, out of all the things we tried, we got good at buying small multis or multifamily. So duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. We did that and we did that and we grew that. So then we went from, and we, we grew very slowly um, in a lot of ways when we plateaued for quite some time because then we kind of ran out of like our friends, family, our own money. And then we started to expand into private money. But anyway, we, we went from then like, you know, a fourplex to a 10 unit. And then we went from a 10 unit to an 18 unit. And then we went from an 18 unit to a 49 unit. And then, and then we jumped from there. So my, my point in sharing this is when, when people want to get involved in you know, in real estate investing is to focus, get involved in something and then become good at it and then practice it and become really good at it. Cause then you're going to create a system for finding those properties. Uh, somebody presents an opportunity that doesn't fall in our, our bandwidth. I, you know, it's not like, Oh, that sounds interesting. No, it's not what we're looking for. We're very focused on what we're looking for. So the more focused you are, the more people are going to be able to help you. So if you're like, Oh, I'm looking for a good return. Well, Yes and no. I am looking for a good return, but I'm not looking for a good return in single family homes in, in Nevada. I'm looking for multifamilies in, in, in other areas. So that's, that's the, I think, a big lesson that everyone needs to learn. Hopefully you learn it really quickly. We took some time to learn that one. Yeah, it's good advice because so often people will you know, read a book uh, like your husband's uh, or others and think, well, well I'll, I'll just leap into trying to become a, you know, a baron right away. Where you know, you have to get good at watching at things slowly and scale those up. And I think you uh, kind of articulated that by starting with smaller unit uh, buildings and then kind of scaling up over the years. How long did it take you to get from you know those smaller units up to those larger offices? Are we talking over a decade or, or a couple decades? How long did it take you? To get good at this? You know, it's interesting because I, I think the, there's, there's, we almost look at our business in two parts. There's the first part of like, from like 2005 to like 2010, I would say, because 2010 is when we really expanded beyond like, you know, our close family in terms of, 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 of funds and really expanded it to like, you know, creating partnerships with others. And that's when, that's really when we kind of almost quadrupled our business from 2010 to 2018. So we were really plateaued at that moment. Um, so in some ways it took us some time to kind of grow, but we've been growing exponentially kind of every year now, you know, and we're kind of surpassing what we did the previous year, just because you're getting into larger, larger multifamilies, more apartment buildings. So, but that took time for us to kind of scale, if that makes sense. I I don't know if it it would take everyone as much time as us. Um, You know, I I would hope not, not, I mean, you know, quite honestly, but I, you know, you hear some great success stories that, you know, within a few years, people scale and that's awesome. I mean, good for them. I think, you know, we had to learn the lessons we had to learn 
learn and we, we continue to do so. So it's just, you know, everyone has a different path. So, you know, at times you're like, wow, you know, it took us quite some time to do X, Y, and Z, but we were learning, we were growing. Um, you know, we, we started this when we were in our twenties, you know, and so, you know, we had a lot to learn in, in a lot of ways. You segued nicely there into that transition from using friends and families capital to buy to trying to find private capital to go out into the market yeah. and try and find and ask strangers for money, which is not an easy yeah. thing to do. Can no. we, let's talk about that because that's, sure. I think a lot of people will start by using their own money, their friends and families, but are kind of clueless about how to go into the wider market and try and get some backers. What would just be the yeah. first step for those people? What would you recommend? You know, we always, I always recommend, and so, so does, you know, my husband over the years, you, you want to get some experience, you know, you want to get, and however you need to get that experience would be the number one thing before you start asking people that, you you know, whether you ask people, you know, or you don't know. I mean, I'm so grateful for my parents and my in-laws. They had a lot of faith in us and, and they had faith in us when we didn't know what we were doing. You know what I mean? So I'm very grateful for that now, but in hindsight, I have two young kids and I'm like, Hey, if they, they come to me in the same scenario, maybe I would, but it, I just, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm just really, really appreciative of that kind of that faith and that, you know, but not everyone's going to do that, especially people that aren't, you know, that, that close friends and family, they're just, they're just not, I and mean, they're not going to on your, on their dime, have you learn? That's just, most people are not going to do that. They're going to want to see someone that has some track record, that has some experience. They don't need to have you don't need to have hundreds of properties. When I say have experience, I mean, have you been involved with a transaction, a few transactions? And even if you have a minority stake in that, and I always tell new people, if you don't have the capital, but you have some time, get involved with some people that do have the experience. We work with people all the time that may not have that you know, experience. They want to learn, but they want to add value some way. And there's different ways you can add value. So that's always my first thought or recommendation to people is that if you have time and you don't have the money, you don't have the experience, get the experience somehow, even if you have a minority stake. And the two things that people need are more money and more deals. Even if you have somebody experienced, you know, where we're, you know, where we have a portfolio, well, we always need more properties and we always need more, more money for those properties, so to speak. So if you can add value on those two areas, then you're going to be a valuable person to a team and, and work with someone who is more experienced and, and, pick up those things from them, pick their brain and, and learn from them. And then go out on your own and do the same thing, you know, after, and then you could start to, then you can go to, you know, private lender A and say, Hey, I was just part of this project. Even if you weren't a hundred percent owner, even if you didn't do all of it, but you were part of the team that did X, Y, and Z, flipped the property, um, bought an apartment building, whatever, you know, whatever you're looking to get into, but being part of the team and having a track record and having some substance and say, we did this, this is how we did it. We collectively, um, that's huge. And, and, and I think that's a big thing that people that are trying to raise private money don't realize, like you really need to have something to bring to the table. So, some, some kind of track record to say that, listen, I'm not going to completely blow this cash on you. I can, I can, can actually make this work. Yeah. Or you have a mentor or you have somebody that you can go to. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing I wish we had when we started. I wish we had um, someone like ourselves, you know, or just someone that we could have learned from or somehow. I mean, whether we took a small stake in the property. I mean, I wish we didn't buy that, you know, I mean, office building, but it's been a great blessing. It's a great building now. It's a great story, but it was hard. I mean, I, I don't wish that on someone. 
Can you talk a little bit more about uh, how to impress investors uh, out the gate? Uh, what you'd want to do to um, put together a really, uh, you know, an impressive presentation that's going to draw in some private capital. Sure. I would, you know, the first thing I always tell tell people too is to kind of talk about what you're up to with people. Uh, you don't know where, you know, you don't know where the, the, the potential private money partner could come from. And people want to do business with people they trust and they like. So it always makes sense to you know, even if it's, you know, my art, one of our first private money partners was somebody I went to um, graduate school with and I was just having coffee with just to catch up. And we were talking and I, you know, I kind of shared a little bit about what we were up to in Trenton and, and that's where we, you know, got our start and we have a you know, portfolio there. And, and he's, and he had said, that's great. That's all. And I shared what we were, I didn't give him our resume or talking about all the return on investment at the time. I just kind of talked about what we were doing and, you know, the, the, the improvements we were making to the properties, et cetera, et cetera. And the property management we were putting in place. And he said, you know, I would love to be able to do that. I just don't have the time. And that is like the golden phrase. If you want to listen to, or what have you, for people that may want to invest in real estate, but they just don't want to do it actively. They want to do it passively. You're the active person and they want to passively invest with you. Well, they don't know that yet, but that's a potential. So you want to hear from people who may have the time, I'm sorry, the, the money, they may have the, 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 you know, the W2 income and they want to, they want to invest in real estate. They just don't have that time. And that's what you can offer. And that's where that it's a win-win arrangement. You're not, they're not doing you a favor, you know? And I always say that to people, don't feel like you're, you're asking for money. You're actually putting together a partnership, you're putting together an opportunity for them to make a better return than they can in other places. So they're not doing you a favor, actually. You're both helping each other. It's, it's a win-win here versus having your hand out, you know? So I, always, I also always say to folks is that, you know, if you start talking to people who are, you know, potential partners for you, you better know your project. You better know the numbers. You better know the market. You better know everything inside and out. Um, it's just like a product. If you were pitching a product to someone and they said, well, well, how do you make that t-shirt? And you don't know how to answer them. That's a problem, right? I'm not going to want to put my money into that. I, you don't even know how to answer my questions. So I always say to people, you know, you know, if you're looking for um, you know, somebody to fund a fix and flip or a multifamily, whatever the project is, you better not only know the market that you're in, but, but know, you know, everything about it that you possibly can know. Um, so they feel confident. They feel like they can put their money in there with you and feel like, you know, what you're doing. Um, that's huge. I mean, that's huge. Are you to the point now where you've built an investor network that you can reach out to for new deals? Uh, or are you always looking for, for new capital? How does that work? Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, over, over the years we, um, you know, we, we've had different investors or different folks and diff involved in, you know, various projects of ours. So a lot of people are kind of like, you know, kind of like, okay, I'll get involved in your next project. So we have folks that have been with us for probably all the different funds we've created over the years since, since probably 2010. Um, and now, now we have new people. So yeah, I mean, we, we have, a, um, 166 unit, unit apartment complex that we just got under contract and, um, you know, we're presenting it to, to folks in our kind of network that's expressed interest, um, you know, actually, you know, this evening. <laughs> so, so yeah, we'll just, you know, tap into that, to that network and the folks that have done work with us and, you know, raise the money from there. I mean, it's, um, it's grown over the years. I mean, we, we used to have webinars, you know, at least for our own numbers, we used to have like, we do webinars and, you know, send it out to our list. And there was like, 
you know, five people on the call, you know, and you're really, you're really hoping those five people invest and then you're going to hustle to get them, you know, and you're going to work hard to get it, you know, and now, and now our, you know, we have like 60 people registered for tonight, which is really exciting for us because those, that number has grown, which is really, really cool. Um, you know, writing the book and being as, you know, as involved as we are has helped. So yeah, I mean, we, um, we're always looking for new properties and we're always looking for, you know, new folks to, to join, join with us. Cause they're, you're partnering up with people. They're, they're partners in this project, you know? Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you'd wished there was someone like you for you guys when you had first started out. And I, I su- su- suspect that's why you guys started the, the mm-hmm. YouTube channel. You have a podcast. Um, I know Matt blogs at bigger pockets. Can you talk about that education part of the business? Why you decided to sort of share this information? Some might be a little bit more, I guess, proprietary with uh, the, the systems that they put in place. Why did you want to share it? Yeah, we, you know, it's funny. We, um, both like to teach, you know, I, that was actually the consulting work I did was teaching. Um, and you know, we really, you know, struggled at the beginning and, and, and we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, and we didn't have, I mean, at the time, bigger pockets even was just, just started, you know, we didn't even know about bigger pockets at the time. It really was probably in the grassroots level. So there wasn't a ton of, except the local RIA groups of, of resources. Um, yeah. And we both were, you know, we both about 10 years ago or about eight years ago or so, we're like, you know, we have a lot to share um, and we need to, you know, share it with people and, and, you know, help others and kind of, you know, raise our brand in the process, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully help people make less mistakes and what have you. So the YouTube channel came first and we're, you know, we're growing that. Um, I think we have about 13,000 subscribers, which is in YouTube land. I don't know if, you know, it's, it's the, where the YouTubers are with a hundred thousand subscribers, but we're happy. We, we grew, I think we started with 600 subscribers like four years ago. So we're happy with that number and that growth. Um, and we, you know, we, we definitely make some really great connections on there. We've had people tell us they bought their first property by watching the videos. Uh, we've had people just really write us some really cool things that they've done as a result. So that's really kind of really motivating. Um, the other, the other part of, you know, the, 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 you know, education is what I'm up to in terms of this uh, podcast called the Real Estate Investor Show, which is dedicated in uh, connecting women to other women who are investing in real estate. And I just, again, have a, a passion to help women in this business. I love men. They're wonderful. But I have a, you know, a, a drive to kind of help women connect with other women to feel maybe a little more comfortable because it could be a little more male dominated in the investing side of this business. So, um, but that's been really cool and, and, and being able to get the, you know, name, you know, our, our brand out there and what have you. And, you know, so that's, so we, we love, we love the idea of helping others. And then we're trying to expand our own network as well. So, um, we've had people come back to us and say, um, you know, if I find you a deal, you know, can I get involved with your project? Or, you know, if I helped you raise money and we've been able to help people that way where they get the experience, um, but they help us too. So it's a win-win, you know, and I think that's really important. Um, you got to create those win-win relationships. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. We'll be back in one week's time. Be sure to rate and comment on the podcast at Apple Podcasts. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.